0: Show And here is the studio orchestra of the Spudguman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spudman, he goes down easy, he calls to you, who the
1: social outcast,
2: yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you. He loves you. Here comes the Spud Man. He goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man.
1: It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister.
3: It's Spud Goodman. Greetings and our Ola. My name is Spud Goodman. <laughs>
1: Spud Goodman.
3: <laughs> and no, I am not the Eggman. I- I'm just a simple talk show host. Welcome to our little radio show. I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy the next 58 and a half minutes, but in case you find yourself saying, man, this show sucks, I apologize in advance and will offer a refund of the full hour out of your life. Now, it might get tacked on to the later stages, you know, of your existence here on Earth, of probably a day when, you know, you're just chilling on a little rascal or some other motorized care vehicle, you know, I don't know, maybe trying to guess what's for dessert that night at whatever nursing home you're currently, you know, staying at. And on a, on a side note, I know when I'm at one, I am asking for something with like, definitely a little more like, horsepower, no freaking hybrid, you know, machines for me. But anyway, when you think about it, an hour in your 90s is probably more valuable than right now. What's the big deal about wasting an hour at this point of your life? Especially if you're one of those darn millennials. Yes! I mean, you have so many years to waste before every hour really matters to you. So actually, you know, this is, in essence, a free hour out of your life. I suggest you kick back and, yes, enjoy it. And now I'm supposed to introduce the show's uh, designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give a crisp and decisive chuckle, if you would.
4: Oh, oh, right now? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, How's this? Well done. All right. Okay.
3: Well, now I'm forced to acknowledge the presence of the show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. How about a courtesy head bob to acknowledge my acknowledgement? You know, that should
5: suffice. Well, no, no, no. A head bob won't suffice, bud. I
6: really need...
5: Well, I've got to have an opportunity to connect with the listeners at the start of each show. It's really important for me to establish a relationship with each and every person tuned in. And I can only do that... A co-host may need to establish a relationship
3: with his own family members. I mean, it's it's not mandatory, but yeah, it it wouldn't be a bad thing if you do have some kind of connection with the people you live with. But our listeners don't have time in their busy day to form yet one more relationship with someone in the media, i.e. you. I mean, they already have time clutter. No way they have space for you in their lives.
5: Good call, yo.
4: Well, I'm doing quite well right now without a relationship with you, Gerald. Actually, really well.
5: Yeah. Okay. I, I think you guys are missing my point here. Oh. Yeah, because I have quite a following on this radio show, and they tune in to find out what's going on in my world, and I like well, to. Well, expl- l- l- let
3: me bring them up to speed, okay? Newsflash: an update on Gerald Holcomb. Everything's pretty much the same. Okay, well, okay. Are, you, are you good? Your friends or friend have been updated on what you've been up to. Rich. Would you be where you are had there not been a sex tape? No. Now I need to get the show started. There's something that needs to be addressed. It's like the giraffe in the room. Oh,
4: oh I think it's elephant in the room, well, dear.
3: Okay, elephant in the room. Oh,
4: but don't mind it's me. It's a dumb
3: hat this guy sitting next to me has on right now. It's It's somewhat disturbing. My, my hat disturbs you? I, I don't see why. Well, I've never seen you wear a hat before, let alone one of those Make America Great Again hats.
4: Why? I don't know. Well, I have to say it kind of creeps me out. I, I mean, I guess there's a time and a place to wear
3: one of those things. Well, you know, like maybe at one of those tiki torch marches. But not here in our radio studio. We don't need the distraction.
5: L- listen... But I understand you're not a big fan of President Trump. But I I feel he's been sent to us by a higher power to save our country.
0: No Bible
5: stories for you tonight. You know, I'm very proud to wear this Make America Great Again hat. It has been back ordered for months. You know I've always wanted one for a long time. Never thought you'd actually
3: actually order one. Yeah, well, now
5: I have it. And I gotta tell you. I think the red, it seems to bring out the brown in my eyes. They're almost piercing right now, don't you think? I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there.
3: I don't see it myself. My eyes. And you know, this this is going to bring about a dress
4: code on this show. I can see it coming. Well, I sure hope they don't start messing with the length of my skirts. I may not dress like one of those hussies on Fox News. Yeah,
5: Fox and Friends starts right now.
4: But I do like to wear an occasional mini. I I know that, but... No, I'm talking about headwear, hats. Okay. You know, this this is going to be brought
3: up at our next staff meeting for sure. Well, hang
5: on, Spud. You've worn a hat for many years doing the show, your show. You know, those Pittsburgh Pirates, Detroit Tigers, and uh, Brooklyn Dodgers hats. Now, I know you like those football teams, but still, on the job, you're promoting them. And that's exactly what I'm doing with my mega hat. I support our Commander-in-Chief and I'm very proud to do so publicly.
3: I love the poorly educated. Yeah, I'm not aware that the pirates or tigers have called the media the enemy of the people, and, by the way, we are the media. (laughs) Well, you know, sort of, kind of.
5: Listen, I I don't take those words seriously. I, I mean, I know for a fact that Drudge and Breitbart or uh, Alex Jones are not actually the enemy of the people. Uh, I think our president is just misunderstood. He knows who his real enemies are. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, maybe. And that kind of makes me nervous. But anyway, uh, it's time for me now to introduce our musical guest, who I will be speaking with a little later on. Here is Jody Watts. (laughs)
6: Let me see the future for I go. Let my friends all die for I
7: It's Heart
2: and soul, 'cause I'm too old to die young.
0: I can't even remember being young.
6: All the sex and the drugs that we were getting. And all the hippies who suck And all the people we bleeped And all the hearts that we spoke, All the liquor and coke All the weed that we smoked We were so hungry and broke Can't tell our kids about the things that we did
0: But we can't even remember being young
6: Can't even remember being young Can't even remember being young
2: This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is Bruce Dern, and I want to tell you how happy I am to be on the Spud Goodman Show. Um, He is Seattle all the way through, and if he can tell me the other end opposite Steve Largent, I'll give him a dollar.
5: Uh, Spud. Yeah. Well, your first guest, Adam Carolla, is waiting to speak with you. Okay, well, don't keep him waiting. You know, gosh, he's been on our show a lot over the years. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's cool,
3: totally. But I won't lie. I feel very intimidated when I'm interviewing him.
0: Stop being a
3: weak he, he's, he's such a, a man's man. He's so darn good with his hands. Oh, yeah. That dude can make stuff. All sorts of stuff. And, and You know, it's one thing for someone to be funny or entertaining, but when they can also build houses, build race cars, mm-hmm. and, and probably fix their own kitchen sink too when it starts leaking, well, that just makes me feel so inadequate. And then, you know, most of the time I have to go ask for a refill on my Cialis prescription. Uh,
4: oops, that might be too much information. You should consider keeping some well, things on the
5: down low
3: but
4: yeah, well. I'm just saying. So so wait,
5: so you two have occasional issues in that department? So why pause to take a pill? You know, I guess we do have something in common. I can talk you know what? No, I would be We, we have nothing in common, all right? Oh. J- j- just put Adam through. Here he is.
3: All right, welcome back to the show, podcast host, actor, writer, director, and also a guy that's really handy around the house, Adam Carolla. How you doing?
8: I just got done doing something around the house. I literally was just... uh modifying my roof and doing some stucco. So uh, literally 10 seconds before I jumped in the car.
3: There so you bang. go. Yeah, you're the man. Um, well, Adam, you're you're going to be coming back to Seattle on Thursday the 13th at the Moore Theater. Showtime is 8 p.m. Tickets are still available online. So, so you take your show on the road often. So what can people listening here and, and in other parts of the country where we're aired expect if, if they attend a live podcast recording?
8: Yeah, it's something I started some years ago, and I think a lot of people have now gotten on that train, um, it's sort of what's old is new again. It's old-time radio kind of done in in a theater, which obviously was popular in the, I guess, 30s, 40s, 50s, um, and then it just went away and it was replaced by stand-up and plays and, and live music acts and things like that, and at some point... There was some demand to take your podcast and take it on the road and do it in theaters and comedy clubs, and so I've done tons of these shows, and they're, they're really like this—it's a it cross, like a hybrid between a stand-up and a radio show, but it's improvised and it's on your feet and it's a lot of energy, and it's just a, its a great night with a format that no one's really familiar with.
3: <laughs> all right, all right, super. Um, well, let me hit you with this. Uh, like like a lot of major Hollywood stars, you still have your own brand of adult beverage. Now, this is not gonna sound like an infomercial or anything, but but it's called Adam Carolla's Sauvignon 33, I think, Sauvignon, did I pronounce that right? But anyway, um, so my question is, it has layers of flavor, including clove. I miss the smell of clove. So are our Goths, our goths like really heavily into the product?
8: I uh, I have a few drinks. I have uh, Mangria. Oh, okay. And I have, a, I have an endless rant beer. I have a high-octane sangria called Mangria. And it's all really good stuff. I know it sounds like novelty stuff, but uh, if you go to corolladrinks.com, your uh, listeners can check it out.
3: Damn, so you got a you. lot of stuff. I, I didn't know that. All right, super. Um, well... You know, Adam, you're a media savant. Everybody, you know, is familiar with the fact that you've been involved in all phases of the business in your career. So just what the heck is this QAnon crap going on? It's kind of trending on that Internet thingy. I've never even heard of it. What is it? The QAnon thing, you know, those those people that I guess they feel that there's someone in the deep state communicating to them about uh, all sorts oh. of nifty things.
8: I, uh, you know, I try, but between that and the flat earthers and the deep staters and Antifa, I can't, I can't keep up with with everybody. Seems like um, yesterday we were collecting beanie babies, and uh, now we're well, like trying beanie to figure Beans. out what hate group is uh, affiliated with which party. Yeah, it's, uh, sad. I, I, you know, it's weird, I am in the, you know, you mentioned that I, I like to do the building and the fixing and I like to do the wrenching on the cars, I like to do the racing cars, and I find, I think the reason all of humanity is going insane is because they stare at their phone or their computer for 17 hours a day and then at the end of the night they just chew on their own foot like a dog. I find go go out in the garage, start a project, go fix something on your car, go change your own oil, and then someone will go, well, why should you change your own oil? Just take it to the quick lube center, and they'll do it for $14. You should change your own oil so you can go through the process of changing your own oil and not be staring at Twitter for five minutes yeah. or, or, or screaming about what's going on in the Trump administration.
3: Yeah, well, I just checked out that, that whatever that Q guy is, I, I was shocked to learn so many really nice people like Tom Hanks and others are actually horrible, heinous creatures. Who knew? Besides Q, I guess.
5: Anyway... Uh, uh, excuse me, Spud. What? But uh, Q QAnon is a very special person who dispenses highly secretive stuff in an attempt to save this country. You really, you shouldn't disregard such valuable information.
3: Uh, hey Adam, uh, just a sec. What verifiable proof does that Q-dude have to back up his charge that Tom Hanks is a danger to society? It's not true. We had his son on the show, Colin, and they both are wonderful people.
4: Hey, no one attacks Tom Hanks. That is un-American. Y- well, right?
5: Yeah, I think what QAnon is trying to say is that Hollywood is a very negative force in this country right now. Do you, and do you realize
3: tra- where we would be without Hollywood? Uh, for those of us who are not, you know, good with their hands like Adam here, we need entertainment to survive. Well, I could not face the day knowing I would have to entertain myself. I'm just not that talented. Uh, I could pull it off for maybe an hour or two,
4: but the rest of the day I would be screwed. And that's the truth. Thank God this is only an hour show.
5: I know. All I know is that I and millions of other Americans now rely on Q. Annan to keep us informed. He is a true hero. You know, it's, it's really some disaffected
3: teenager living in his parents' basement pranking gullible schmucks like you.
4: And, and it's too easy. Oh. Well, maybe the jerky boys have reinvented themselves on the internet.
3: I know, it's possible. Who knows? But let me get back to Adams. He, he just doesn't like to mess around. Okay, I have returned. Now, let me move on to another topic. Um, uh, speaking of building, now, I had mentioned you're a mega-super handyman. You, you could probably build a house out of twigs. So, what's the most important tool to have around, in, and what's also the least usable tool that everyone has?
8: Uh, least usable tool, my wife. She doesn't do anything around the house. Most usable tool. I, I'll give you a few. Uh... Four-in-one screwdriver. That is a screwdriver we can snap out the bits and flip them around. It has a big Phillips head and a small Phillips head and a big slot head and a small slot head. And you can even use the handle if you pop the thing out as a little hexagonal nut turner. That one little item, keep it in your drawer in your kitchen. It's like having four screwdrivers and a nut driver in in your drawer in one. Four-in-one screwdriver.
3: I never even knew there was anything called a nut driver. Wow, I learned something. All right. Super. Well, I, I got to believe you have, like, a muscle car toolbox. It has to have, like, it's huge, and it's probably self-propelled, and probably has AC. So how big is your toolbox?
8: I have, I have warehouses that are basically my toolboxes with, like, hoists and... Uh, welding machines and big air compressors and wa- fa- tools for fabricating metal. If, if anyone's listening, just wants to Google, you know, tour of Adam Corolla's shop or warehouse or something, you can see a whole bunch of cool race cars and a whole bunch of cool equipment.
3: Yeah, I know. You got some really uh, neat stuff. Let's just call it stuff. But anyway, all right. Well, what the heck's going on with your film career? Are you still working on that documentary on uh, L.A. radio station, KROQ?
8: I, yes, is the answer. I finished doing the doc on uh, Paul Newman, uh, a racing documentary on Paul Newman. Um, I finished doing a documentary called uh, Ford versus Ferrari, uh, the, the, the 24-Hour War, it's about Ford versus Ferrari at Le Mans. I just finished a doc called Uppity about the first black race car driver at Indy, and I'm currently working on the K-Rock doc. I have a ton of really good documentaries, if your listeners like documentaries, and Go to Rotten Tomatoes and check out the scores before you click uh, purchase because you want to make sure they're in 90 or 100% or whatever they are on Rotten Tomatoes. But, so don't take my word for it. But uh, if you go to chassis, two S's and a Y, chassis.com, you'll see a whole bunch of docs up there for gearheads and motorcycle guys, and they're quite good.
3: Mm, super. Well, as far as the the Kroc thing, you, you got to give some FaceTime to Rodney though, right? He, he's in this thing, correct? Rodney on the rock. Yeah.
8: Uh, yeah. Rodney's in it. Jimmy Kimmel's in it. Carson Daly's in it. Every Kevin and Bean are in it. Everybody's in it. All the bands and all the all the K, you know all the people that made K Rock rock back in the day.
3: All right, super. So so I was wondering, uh, speaking back in the day, do you and Dr. Drew still get together and hang out? I mean, have people ever come up to you guys when you're out in public, maybe at a Starbucks or 7-Eleven, hit you up with, say, an erectile dysfunction or maybe a My Little Pony obsession? I mean, you get them all. You've heard everything.
8: Yeah, we don't hang out at Starbucks as much as we should, but we do do a daily podcast for people that miss me and Dr. Drew and Loveline and our voices together. Oh. If you go to AdamCorolla.com, you can hear us for free every day.
3: I was Doing not aware podcast. of that. Oh,
5: super. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spud. What? That reference to my interest in uh, My Little Pony was a cheap shot. I told you about that... Um, situation in private off the air and you did not respect my privacy when you shared this intimate information with our listeners on one of our past shows and yeah well well, you know what it was out of bounds
3: um uh, adam i need another moment but this will be the last time Look, look, I just randomly selected a couple sexual problems that are shared by others, too, okay? It was not a
4: shot at you. do like but it. But you do have to admit, your, your thing for My Little Pony is kind of weird. Well, on that ED issue you mentioned to Adam, I will have to say my sweetie chance sure doesn't experience that. But I did want no know... No to a rub guy, it in, Well, I, but I, I have to say, I also knew a guy who was very fond of My Little Pony. Sweet guy, too. He had a real affection for Twilight Sparkle, and especially Pinkie Pie.
5: Uh, no comment.
4: Uh-huh. I, I can see the Pinkie Pie thing, but no way, Twilight Sparkle. Right. That, that's just
3: wrong. But just let me get back to Adam and finish up this darn interview. He has stuff to do. Okay, I am back. Well, you know, speaking of podcasts, I've asked a couple other successful podcasters if they are at least a little annoyed at the current podcast world where your mom, dentist, and probably mailman all have their own show. Do you think there should maybe be like international regulations preventing any more more people from getting into this activity?
8: You know, it's kind of like when I started off doing comedy and there's a lot of open mics out there, and you'd get in line, and there'd be 50 people that would show up at the Melrose Improv on a Sunday night, and they only had slots for about 14 people, and I would think to myself, how many of these people are actually going to make it, and some nights I didn't get up on stage because I didn't get my name literally pulled out of a hat because there's too many people showing up, but I'm sure they all thought the same about me. So, as the years go on and, you know, the open mics turn into openers, which turn into middlers, which turn into headliners, the world has a way of sort of sorting out the podcast that people want to hear versus the one that your mom and her friends want to do from the, you know, from the kitchenette twice a week. So. I feel the same about music as I do about podcasts, as I do about stand-up comedy. Let, let the world sort it out. They, they usually do a good job. Sometimes it takes a while for them to weed out the hacks and embrace the talent, but it always gets to it eventually.
3: All right, kind of the Darwin thing, huh? All right, we'll we'll go with that. Mm -hmm. Let let me close this conversation with this, all right? Uh, Adam Carolla, what has been your your greatest regret in your show business career? Anything that comes to mind, maybe a project you passed on or or maybe something you didn't pass on?
8: Well, I never really have these thoughts and I never really have a sort of what if, but if I think about it, the answer would have to be I had an audition for a movie many years ago. I was working two jobs and, you know, I was working Loveline and, I don't know, Man Show or whatever, and I did the thing I normally do is I just walk in sort of half-cocked uh, with the script. I'm, I'm not very good at reading or cold reading. I should have read it. I should have memorized it. I, I should have worked on it. I did nothing. I walked in. Uh, I was at flop sweat all over me and I, I just completely punted it and I never thought about it until about a year later when I saw the movie in the theaters and it turned out to be one of my favorite movies of all time, which is uh, Saving Private Ryan.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess maybe you chose the, the smart way to go and being a director now because you can cast yourself and you, gotta, you get to bypass the reading crap, you know?
8: Yeah, it's easier to read stuff when you write it, too, because it all makes sense to you because it's all stuff you would have said because you wrote it in the first
3: place. Yeah, good point. All right. Well, I know you got to go build something or finish something, some project, so let me remind everyone that you'll be at the Moore Theater in Seattle on the 13th. Showtime is at 8 p.m. Hey, man, thanks a bunch for checking back in with us.
8: Thanks for having me again. We'll talk soon.
3: All right, there you have it, Mr. Adam Carolla.
0: There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show, right after this brief intermission.
1: We're the Blacktones. We are the Blacktones. I'm Eva. And I'm Cedric. Cedric, who's playing bass? His name is Robbie. Robbie. Robbie's playing bass. This is a Spud Goodman Show.
7: Spud Goodman, I'm deleting you off my Facebook.
6: I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Share the
0: same Facebook.
6: I guess that means I'm deleting
1: Spud too.
6: It is what it is, man. Mm. The Spud Goodman Show. Spud, Spud. Goodman. Goodman.
0: We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show.
1: Can I ask Gerald a question about his hat?
3: Well, Normally, as an intern, I would have to deny you the opportunity to question staff on the air, but in this case, if your question is hat-related, then you have my permission.
1: I was going to ask him anyway, but thanks. So, Gerald, my uncle wears his Make America Great Again hat all the time, Oh yeah. but he wears a raincoat most of the time when he has it on. Just a tip for you is they offer decent protection when eggs, tomatoes, and urine are being tossed at you.
8: Americans love a winner.
5: Uh okay. Chance, I appreciate your concern, but I have I have no worries whatsoever wearing my mega hat in public.
3: How long have you been wearing it in front of like live humans?
5: <laughs> well, well, you, you know, I I just got it in the mail yesterday. I, I paid for expedited shipping and for some reason it still took 6 weeks to arrive. You know, I always wanted one of these. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, my wife, Rachel, she's not real fond of me wearing hats. She feels it makes my Adam's apple look enormous. <laughs> I don't see it myself, but until now, I've always honored her wishes. Well, this is one of the
3: few times I'm on the same page as your wife. She's right, and and, and now that you mentioned it, your Adam's apple looks like humongous with that stupid hat on. It's like a multiplier of 10 or 15. No.
4: And now that you've brought attention to that part of your anatomy, Gerald, I also agree with your wife. That hat makes your Adam's apple look hideous. Oh, Oh,
5: all right. You guys, I get it. You're trying to shame me here. And it only makes common sense. You know, trying to force me to remove my MAGA hat will, and I, I'll tell you, it won't happen. I plan to wear this thing faithfully until Donald J. Trump is sworn in for his second term in January 2021. Oh, boy.
3: Oh God, and if there is one, and right now there I'm seriously hoping there is, he or she will strike you dead after hearing those sort of pledges, all right?
4: I'm thinking there has to be some commandment, some commandment that prohibits you from wearing it. No, no, no. Not that I'm aware of. Anyway, I don't think religion will be a productive angle to persuade him to do the right thing and toss that darn thing into the garbage.
5: Yeah, well, you are correct, Mrs. Jarvitz. I've already told you both that I'm convinced our current president was chosen by a higher power. (laughs) He is
1: but a servant.
3: Look, any,
5: any decent higher power would never go near anyone
1: wearing one of those lame hats.
3: What are you objectifying on?
1: My uncle was told he had to take his MAGA hat off when he went inside his church. Hmm. Hats with offensive words are not allowed. It doesn't matter if you wear them forward or backward. They're banned.
3: Good. I wouldn't mind attending your uncle's church sometime. You know you know, on one of those like mandatory days
4: where you best be in
5: some kind of church.
4: Oh good idea, Spud. No one there would know you. So you could start with a fresh slate.
5: You know, Spud, as I have said many, many times, you will always be welcome at my church and and you can wear any hat you wish. I mean, well, not during the service, you know, but you can wear it until church actually starts. Mormons get this tag of not being flexible, but it's so off the mark.
3: Heidily ho, neighborinos!
5: Having to take my hat off
3: for like 45 minutes or however long a church service takes is a deal-breaker for me. Man, it's, oh. hard, it's hard enough for me to do it. sporting events during the national anthem, especially when some singer makes a 90-second song around four minutes with their own version. But anyway, right now, it's just time for me to interview our musical guest. Oh, good. So zip it, please. All right. So say hello to our musical guest, Jody Watts. For the record, there is no Jody Watts in the band, so please identify yourselves
6: and your instrument of choice. Hi, I'm Rick Friel. I sing and I play lead bass. David Hawks
1: playing guitar. Dan Brown and Will Drums.
3: Well, the band's somewhat mysterious as there's not a lot of information available about you guys. I mean, though you've been around for years while you know, all playing in other bands. Is it okay to ask questions? And what are you hiding?
6: I can assure you it's going to be off the record, okay? We love to talk about our band. It's a really fun band. We call ourselves Motorhead Beats the Monkeys. Um, I was looking to have some fun and do something new, so I did something really unusual. The three of us Went into the recording studio without ever playing together and rolled tape, and we made up songs, and we're still playing them today. So it's about fun. We've always just had about fun, and I'm still having fun with these guys. Hmm. You guys concur? Oh, I yeah. I agree. All right. Well said, Rick. Um, well, can I ask if
3: any of you have an interest in like traveling to Mars when commuter flights are offered? Because I'm thinking about it. But, you know, Obviously, yeah, okay. they got to have better snacks, though, right, than those little stinky little pretzel packages and they gotta have like decent movies not the pg censored crap
0: how many miles you get for that a lot Ooh, that'd be good
3: so you guys are in too
0: i'm in
1: we're i'm down sure all right. okay all right we like the universe stuff
3: well this this is a uh kind of a industry question if the band could play anywhere in the world where would you choose any venue that comes to mind uh my backyard okay that's probably doable
6: Everywhere I play, it feels like a dream come true. I'm just happy to play. I love to play, and I'm so thrilled to play here tonight for you. That's
1: right. We treat every venue like it's the biggest venue on earth, at least for that night.
6: That's
3: nice. Our studio kind of has the same cachet and vibe that the Cavern or, I don't know. uh, Yeah, I I guess, yeah. Manson Square Garden. Yeah. I, I, I see no Make America Great hats on any of you right now, so that is appreciated. Besides hats, have any of you ever thought about going with headscarves like The Edge and Little Steven? I bought a few, but I don't know how to put them on. They keep sliding off my head.
6: Well, I was in a kid's store in Greenwood, and I found this hat that you can't see on the radio, but it's a looks like a bear's ears and fur, and I put it on, and I felt funny, and so I've been wearing it ever since, so it's a good reminder to put something on and make yourself laugh or feel funny. You know, it's always a good... Way to make yourself feel good. So find something that makes you feel funny. That's a good hat.
3: Yeah, I I like that thing. All right. Well, what's the name of the next song? It's called House. House, all right. Brief and to the point. All right, let's do it.
0: Goodman Radio Show.
4: Hi, I'm Cindy Williams, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show.
5: Uh, uh Spud. Yeah. Your next guest, Shanola Hampton, is holding for you. Okay, I love Shanola. I'm guessing you still don't watch her show, Shameless,
3: on Showtime. Well, but it's must see TV. The last time she was on, I got
5: a lot of inside info on the show. No, I I don't have Showtime. I've told you many, many times before, pay cable is not in our family budget.
3: Seriously. You guys have spent like a hundred grand on your safe room, which I would add is stocked with enough food to last a few decades. uh, I don't think money has much to do with your lack of TV options.
5: Okay. As I have told you, I would prefer you don't make public, confidential information about our safe room. I mean, yes, we have provisions to last at least 15 years, but now others will be knocking at our door when the apocalypse occurs. Yeah, thanks a lot for that. My bad. Uh, just put Shinola through, please. Yeah, here she is.
3: Please welcome back to the show, actress Chanel Hampton. Thanks for checking in with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So season nine of the Showtime series, Shameless, is back, thank goodness, airing Sundays at 9 p.m. As a loyal viewer who has seen every episode to this point of your show, I have to ask, just what aberrant behavior is left for the extended Gallagher family to get involved in? I would think there are no societal norms left to violate. Well,
7: you would think that, but the world keeps evolving as the, the Gallaghers in this world is shameless. I think that because there's so many different characters and because they're growing in so many different directions, there's always a story to tell. And we are really tapping into what the climate is like right now, present day, in our environment in a way that's completely shameless and thought-provoking and emotional, but also super, super funny. Uh, and that's kind of the tone you're going to get there from the very first episode, which will premiere on Sunday, is where we are, where we are in the world. Super. And it really, it's really, these characters have grown up, people have watched them grow up on television, have watched them go from not having babies to trying to have babies to having the babies to what you do after the baby, yeah. to trying to get out and... You know, pursue their dreams and buy buildings and lose those—like all of those things—we've gotten to really watch these characters. So there's a lot of stories to told and I'm so proud of season
3: nine. Well, you know, with the possible exception of Frank, played by William H Macy, you know, when he's stealing from friends and family, most characters are honorable within their own code of conduct. You play V, their neighbor and close confidant of Emmy Rossum's character Fiona. Who do you draw on to play player, like a friend or a relative?
7: No, you know what? I just really got her from the moment that I read the script. I didn't have to get from anyone in particular. I brought some of my own personal energy, I would say, to who Veronica is. And I, she's a loyal person, and she is there for the people that she loves. And that's a lot of how I tried to live my life. So I was able to do that, but just be very spirited about it. And I love her zest for life. life. And so I just really read her, got her, and wanted to just bring something
3: to it Wow well you know looking back you're you're the daughter of a pastor was it a challenge growing up because I know the kids of pastors in school when I was growing up uh, you know away from home they were often a little rebellious
7: yeah you would think that and I definitely I have three sisters so uh, there was some of that <laughs> but I was not the rebellious one, (laughs) because I was too much of a good in two shoes, and I really wanted everybody to just be happy, Uh, so I didn't do the, I didn't even go through, like, a rebellious stage where I, like, changed my outfits and wore black nail polish or any of that stuff, Um, but I was alternative in the sense that I'm an artist, and I've always been an artist, and all I've ever wanted to do is be an actress. All of my sisters are in the, in education, and I'm the actress in L.A., so...
3: Don't they all have, have like doctorates? And you have an MSW, right, in fine arts? Yeah, M- M- yes. MSW and MSA yes, in fine we do. arts. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Huh, All right. Well, you know, you're a self-described control freak, and that is something I uh, have been tagged with too by others. I found that the only downside with having total control is no one to blame when things go wrong. Uh, I struggle with that. Have you found it possible to still blame others? Uh no,
7: because nothing goes
3: wrong. That's why I'm in control. Wow. Ah, you pulled it off then. <laughs> okay, all right. You know, it hasn't, it hasn't stopped Trump for sure. And my, my MAGA hat wearing co-host over here is fine with him having the best of both worlds. But that's another topic. I'm not going to bore you with that one.
5: Uh, hey, Spud. What? I guess I should say thank you for the brief acknowledgement of my presence here in the studio. But, you know, you could have at least said my name, too. My MAGA hat wearing co-host is somewhat dismissive. Hey, Shinola, I need a moment here. You should be grateful I even acknowledged you. Well,
4: that's why I have implemented the rule that you are to be seen and not heard during my interviews. Yeah, kids and co-hosts are much less annoying when they follow that rule.
5: But no one can see me on this radio show and in regards to your snide remark about our president, he is not a control freak. He is a motivator and a genius in everything he has undertaken. You you clearly have not read any of his books have you i think i'm waiting until they come
3: out in braille all right and then let me get back uh-huh. to shinola i'm back sorry about that thank you so let me hit you with this <laughs> okay i've read that you're a fan of old school video games such as tetris or pac-man was this an attachment something you carried over from your younger years or did you fall in love later in life
7: no definitely something from my younger years and this the pac-man was game to play we had atari when i was growing up and Super. so that I that's why I still am drawn to it and I could even if you do up a Super Mario Brothers like when it went from Atari to Nintendo I'd probably be really into getting that mushroom and getting big because yeah. I love Super Mario Brothers yeah
3: yeah um, I, I you're you're kind of uh, I, I I don't know if this is true but you're not into phone calls right you're much more of a texting person is that true
7: that is true I do I prefer to text and I Really, only want to talk to people that I feel like listening to without my television being on, ah,
2: which so is rare
7: because I'm addicted yeah. to TV. Text, you can do both at the same time. You can watch TV, have a conversation via text. If you're on the phone with them, you have to press pause on the TV, and how annoying is that?
3: Yeah. Well, so you're one of those multitaskers, huh? You're doing all sorts of stuff.
7: Very much so. I, I, my brain—it's just how my brain operates. I like when i do a lot of things at once.
3: All right, super. Well, you know, on another note, let's talk sports for a sec. You're also a Minnesota Vikings fan. Are are you on board with a Kirk Cousins signing? Because I'm of the ain't broke, why fix it kind of thought process. I mean, you guys did really well last season. I don't get it.
7: Yeah, but I think that, yes, I do. I get what you mean. But it was kind of broken because we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Well, okay. We really have to set ourselves up because it doesn't really, we had a great Last year, but our Super Bowl, at Super Bowl for us, happened the playoff game before the final playoff, and, you know, the championship. So it's just really about adding different things. And, and I think Cousins was a good sign because I think it'll elevate us to get to the level. And then next year, we won't lose those games. We'll go all the way to the Super Bowl. And we have a great coaching staff. We have great players. There's a great energy around it. I, I would uh, blessed enough to be able to go on the field and go, huh. go to the stadium last year. Uh, and it, it, it's just such a great energy. And I'm really, really, really excited about this year. And I think Cousins was a good sign. I think he's the last element that we will need to, to take it to the next level.
3: Dang, you're a hardcore fan. Wow, mm, super. Okay. Hardcore. Yeah, okay. Hardcore. I know you got to take some meeting or something, so I'm going to let you go. But I, I want to remind everyone uh, that Season 9 of Shameless, airs Sundays now. back It's back again on Showtime. I am so pumped to check out you know, the new season. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming back on our show.
7: Thank you, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate
3: it. There you have it, Ms. Shanola Hampton. Spud goodness to Anulo. Spud good get to Anulo.
2: This is the Spud Goodman Show.
5: What else is there, man? Hey, uh, Spud. The show's resident psychic, Ted Mar is holding for you. Well, do a plug and put him on. Oh, okay. Uh, Ted Maher's Out of This World can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. on KKNW, 1150 a.m. in Seattle and on the web. Here he is.
3: All right. Say hello to our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Mar. Thanks for doing what you do. Well, thank you,
2: Spud. I always enjoy being on your show.
3: Yeah, well, in our last staff meeting, you know, we discussed the need to increase the IQ level of our guests. I'm uh, not you, of course. Uh, I mean, you're, you have a, an IQ that's through the roof. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, most of our guests are not the best and the brightest, in, like in show business, because we have a lot of show business people. But it was felt we needed an occasional guest who had an IQ through the roof to appeal with the NPR crowd, okay. So, and that's where you come in. Now, you said in the past you have a personal, ongoing relationship with the late Albert Einstein. You chat with him often, correct? Uh, that's
2: right, I do actually. Um, Professor Einstein's a wonderful guy, and and I've been in touch with him for about um, more than three years now, three, three and a half years.
3: All right, super. So, uh, who's smarter, more knowledgeable than Albert Einstein, right? I mean, that's that's a given. So, we would really dig having him as a guest on our show. That's what I'm trying to get out here. And maybe we could pair him up with, say, Carrot Top or a, a, you know, a death metal band if we for our musical guests. And that that would be a great episode. Um, but I, you would have to channel him, right, for him to come on the show. So, can you ask him right now if he if he would be up for it?
2: He would love to come on, and and uh, let me share something personal uh, that he's telling me to 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 tell you now. His nickname uh, when he was growing up was called Brainy Boy because he 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 was considered very intelligent, and it's it's a nickname that stuck with close friends later later in life.
3: Oh, super. Well, tell him yeah. I wouldn't ask too many personal questions other than maybe, I mean, I have to touch on the romantic life because, you know, I mean, what I want to know is does, does being really smart attract women in the afterlife? Because I'm kind of hoping not as I have already have enough issues to overcome and I'm there myself. But, you know, that's what I want to know. <laughs>
2: ask him. <them. laughs> he says it does. Yes, it does help. Huh. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Uh, that's not a good thing for me but I'm glad for him I guess um, <laughs> well, well, tell, tell Albert that if he does come on our show I was thinking this that you know as far as what, what can we do for him you know we'll feature him on our show's Facebook page you know you know if he's a little vain you know he could approve what pick we use in the post you know does he have a best side or maybe his people would want to airbrush it or whatever but we are open to anything you know if he agrees to do this now, is he vain
2: no, no, very, very humble. And you know what he's telling me right now? He said that the most important and powerful force in the entire universe is love. That's what he said now. Love? And, and if he had to do everything over again, he would have never created the atomic bomb. He would have been created instead a bomb of love to spend light and love throughout the planet to make it a happy place.
3: Yeah, that, that bomb thing yeah uh, maybe maybe he could come up with a plan to disarm you know all of them around the world and make them duds or something because that, that would really piss off putin and, and rocket man but you know <laughs> even better might also force trump to uh, cancel that military parade of his too uh it's just something well, to think about just run it by him yeah. i don't need an answer right now
5: but all right okay. so uh, if i may add my opinion here regarding that military parade president trump's so excited about yes. Spice, well, that is going to be such great TV. Being able to see the latest military weapons being driven down Pennsylvania Avenue in our nation's capital
3: Uh, Ted, just a moment.
5: That's
2: totally fine.
3: They say it's gonna cost around 30 million dollars. Don't you think? That's a waste of taxpayers' money. I mean, they could maybe spend it on better stuff like, uh, I don't know, honoring all active military personnel with, say, free tacos once a month. 30 million
5: would buy a ton of tacos. Well, yeah, but how entertaining would, say, a taco truck distributing free tacos to soldiers be for us at home watching on TV? It's not about you, man. Just let me get back to Ted. All right, I'm
3: back. Okay. So, um, right. lastly, I was going to say, if, if you run across anyone else interesting, who you know, who's you know dead right now in your psychic travels you know somebody really bright who might make an interesting guest on our show could you let let me know like maybe say Genghis Khan or Marie Antoinette you know the, those are too good those, those would be great guests
2: yeah those um, Damas is pretty busy um um I don't know he, he would give messages President Kennedy's available if you'd like him um or uh mahatma gandhi yeah mahatma gandhi's here He's he might be Benjamin kind of boring Franklin. though
3: what do you think yeah. He's kind so low-key well, i mean yeah but <laughs> i don't know it's just a thought. But, can you get me somebody Mah- dynamic genghis khan would be kind of cool i mean he, he would be the typical fox guest news guest you know but um, fox, yeah. i i just think he'd, i don't know i think he'd be kind of a cool guy to you know yeah, I don't know, whatever. Alright, well okay. I tell you what, I know you got okay. stuff to do. You have, yeah, you, know, you have so many clients bugging you, so just thank you so much for doing this segment, okay? Oh, my
2: pleasure. My pleasure, Spud. It's always fun to talk to you.
3: Alright, there you have it. Our resident psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. Thank you so much, Spud.
2: Help yourself to help. Get some peps for work or play. Help yourself to help. Drink a quart of Pepto bismol each day. My! How time flies!
1: Spud, you have a caller who wants to speak with you. He's not a celebrity or anything, so I can get rid of him if you want. Are you sure he's not famous? I mean,
3: he could have, like, maybe 4,000 Facebook friends? That is celebrity on the micro level. I, I think that's what they call it. You know, I'm very familiar with that micro word.
1: I gotta admit the truth. It turned me on. Okay, I'll put the call through. If he's really boring, then this one's on you. Here he is. All right, call are you there?
9: Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to your show, and I had a call in here. You know, it wasn't easy to find the phone number to your studio.
3: Oh, yeah, man. I guess we forgot to air, you know, the phone line plug. Hey, hey Dave, cue it up now.
1: Attention Attention
8: listeners, listeners. get on
0: the phone and call the
3: Spudline. 253-242-3054. Call the Spudline.
0: Call it. Okay, you know, there you go. Are you
3: you happy now?
9: No, yeah, well, no, because it's a little late for me, but, you know, okay, whatever. Hey, hey, I was calling about you giving your co-host Gary about wearing that Trump hat, because, hey... That's not cool, man. It's a free country, and he or anyone else, for that matter, should be able to wear whatever hat they feel like.
5: Uh, thank you, caller, but you know, it's it's Gerald. Hey, hey are you
3: one of those libertarians? Like, like you want no laws or speed limits? It, it would be kind of cool, but, but maybe too cool is, I want to live.
9: No, no, I'm a Republican. Been so for many years. And people like me and your co-host have really had enough of liberal know-nothingness like you trying to make us feel bad about expressing no our support for Trump. He is a great president.
6: These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. Uh,
5: and now, uh, you know, I never stated on the record that Spud was a know-nothing. Those words were never mentioned. I, not- I, I may have insinuated I'm- it, but no, 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 nothing did not come out of my mouth. Hey,
9: I find it amusing that liberals who voted for Hillary Clinton would be brave enough to try and lecture the millions of people who gave Donald Trump the largest landslide victory in the history of this country.
5: Yeah, you know, I don't know about the largest, but it it was really, really big for sure. And, And that inauguration, that was pretty big too. This was the
7: largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period.
4: Oh, I think someone is reading information that is a little skewed. I won't use the term fake news. Let's go with false news. Yeah, I'm no expert in the world of politics, but I'm pretty sure even if you
3: take out the 3 million votes cast for Hillary, you know, that she won by, by Ill- illegal immigrants, felons, and aliens from other galaxies, she still won the popular vote by a, a few hanging chads. Your guy Trump winning the election through that electoral college thingy is like a team that loses in the NBA finals. You know, still getting the trophy because a few hundred special fans like them better than the winning team. No
2: collusion.
9: Uh, uh, that's kind of a wacky take on what happened. what are you, Democrat? Are you one of those socialists?
3: No. I- Actually, to be truthful, I-, I don't know what I am. I-, I-, I can't be the only guy, you know, who's struggling to figure it all out. I, I mean, I- I'm still trying to decide if I like burgers or-, or I'm a vegan. You know, MMA fights are ice dancing. A- and, of course, women. You know, there- there's so many choices to make in life. I'm, I'm pretty sure about liking females over males because guys are, like, really stinky, especially at the YMCA or, or when it gets really hot out.
5: You know, I know most people can't relate to what you're struggling with, Spud, but don't feel judged here on this show. You are free to pursue whatever lifestyle you wish. Uh, Sure, I would prefer to see you make responsible choices, but some people are not wired that way.
4: I don't understand.
5: Are you questioning my wiring? There's nothing wrong with my
3: wiring. If anyone has problems with their wiring, it's you. Man, you can't even... Hey, 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 can I get
9: a word or two in here? I was on hold for over 20 minutes, so I would like a chance to say how we Trump supporters feel when
4: we hear... No, I think,
3: I think most people understand what makes Trump voters tick.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know I do.
5: Uh, caller, can I ask if you feel peer pressure when you wear your MAGA hat? I, myself, will say the only time I feel it is on this radio show.
9: No, yeah, yeah, sure. Feel people, uh, you know, where I work, they even give me some shit and all, but when I wear that hat... But I just tell them, look, that someday, someday soon, everyone is going to be wearing one of those hats. Hell will freeze over.
3: Yeah, I hope not. I, I think I've seen that movie before. It, it was a foreign movie. and has a really, really unhappy ending.
5: What movie are you referring to, Spud? <laughs>
9: <laughs> hey, look, Gary, look, I got I to gotta get going here. Uh, but listen, listen, Gary, don't take no from that lefty you work with there. Wear your Trump hat proudly because real soon America will be great again. It might take a few more months, but it will happen. And hey, get on the internet and find out what's really going on. QAnon, man, a storm is coming. Get ready. All right, later.
5: Yeah, and, and caller again, it's, it's Gerald. It's Gerald. And and I'm up to date on QAnon's, uh, QAnon's briefing
3: because uh, I'm an informed citizen. Yeah, yeah, if you say so.
5: And I, he hung up, dude.
0: Oh. Uh, which is
3: good. Is I have to close the show now. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be. And I mean that. God bless and ciao.
4: Bye-bye.
0: Copyright 2018 Spud Goodman Productions.